0: Today we have the privilege of studying Divrei HaMim Bet, Perak Lamed Aleph, the 31st chapter of Second Chronicles. In it, Chizkiyahu continues his program of connecting the Jewish people to the Beit HaMikdash. Yesterday we saw in Peraklamed Lamed how he used the holiday of Pesach and its continuation, Chag HaMatzot, and then an even further seven days to connect the Jewish people to the Beit HaMikdash. But it's very clear that any sort of one-shot deal, even in an arrangement as intense as Pesach, will not last or stand the test of time. Some mechanism must be found to ensure the continued and ongoing connection of the Jewish people to the Beit HaMikdash. That sort of connection implies a financial commitment, among other things. It requires that the people commit financially to supporting the Mikdash, that they commit to supporting its Kohanim, and that they commit to bringing um, the Korbanot to the Beit HaMikdash, as well as, perhaps even more importantly, the Trumot to support the Kohani. And so Perak Aleph continues Perak Lamed in the sense that it w- continues the idea of connecting the whole Jewish people to the Beit HaMikdash, but it is not a one-time arrangement as Pesach was, but rather an on- establishing the ongoing arrangements for the continued operation of the Mikdash. Whereas Perak Lamed is more dramatic, Perak Aleph, which we've studied today, chapter 31, is much more continuous, ongoing, stayed, and uh, lasting. It begins in Pasuk Aleph with the result of the Pesach connection. The Pesach connection inspires people, and in Pasuk Aleph we have the result of that. וחלות kozot יצאו Yisrael ישראל the pasuk concludes with the statement that all of israel all the children of israel returned each man to his own, inher- in own his own land in their cities so it engages the word lashuv and shows that they re, that they, each one returned to their own to their own towns after the Pesach celebration in Jerusalem. But what happened before they went back to their own towns? That's at the beginning of Pasuk Aleph. when all the, this had concluded. In other words, when the Pesach had concluded, all of Israel who were found in the cities of Judah went out and destroyed the pillars, cut down the Asherah trees destroyed the high places as well as the altars from all of judah and benjamin and from ephraim and Manasseh until they were completely destroyed in other words there is a complete destruction of idol worship which follows from the commitment to the mikdash that is shown in the actions of pesach it is at that point that the narrative of establishing the mikdash as an ongoing lasting concern begins pasuk bet Vayya med yhiskiya uet machlakot kohanim ve halviim am machlakot a machlakotam ishki fiya vodatoh la kohanim ve halviim le olav li le sharet ulahodot u na hallel bis are machanotashem Khiskiya divisions of the kohanim and leviim according to the divisions each man according to his work to the kohanim and the leviim for burnt offerings and shared offerings to serve and to give thanks and to praise in the gates of the camp of the Lord. The phrase the gates of the camp of the Lord, Sha'arei Machanot Hashem, refers back to the period of the, of the Midbar, the period of the um, Jews stay in the desert, and it serves as a connection between the period of Chizkiyahu and the period of Torah. Throughout this chapter, the authority of Torah is engaged for the practice of bringing um, the truma to the uh, Beit Hamikdash. The truma the special offering for the Kohanim. Before, however, Chizkiyahu can instruct the people to bring the offering, the king must show by example. Pasuk Gimel, three. Umenat haBoker ve'ha'erev The portion of the king from his own property for the burnt offerings, for the burnt offerings of the morning and the evening, for the offerings for Sabbaths, for new moons, and for holidays, as is written in the Torah of the Lord. Well, what exactly is written in the Torah of the Lord? In the Torah, Torah we find statements that there have to be burnt offerings in the mornings and the evenings, as well as for Shabbatot, Rosh Chodesh, and holidays. But there's nowhere stated that these offerings have to come from the portion of the king. On the contrary, it's implied that those offerings have to come from a public donation of the shekel, of the half shekel. Here, we see the king leading the way and donating the money for these offerings. Upon the king having done so, he can then demand the people to do so also. Pasuk Hashem. He then instructed the inhabitants of Jerusalem that they give the portions of the priests and the Levites in order that they be strong in the Torah of the Lord. The implication here, the people are required to give the priestly, uh, the priestly donations, the true mot, while the king gives the offering the regular daily offerings the people agree pesukei verse 5 which ifruatsa davar hier buvanei israelu eshitaganti roshvitz haru davash ehotwatsadeu masar hakolorov hiviu when the king's word became known the children of israel brought greatly of the first of the grain the first of the wine the first of the oil as well as the first of fruits um, the vash here refers to fruit honey as well as all manner of produce from the field as well as a tithe for everything they brought so this seems to refer to the bringing of the reshit the reshit is the truma from the seven species which are summarized in the words grain wine Oil and fruit honey, as well as the Maser for the Levi'im. So Truman Maser are now being brought, and the bringing of Truman Maser is central to the upkeep of the Mikdash because it allows the Kohanim and Levi'im to have an income and to remain in the Mikdash. Pasuk 6, Pasuk Vav, Uvne Yisrael vihudah, Heoshvim be'arei Yehudah, Gam hem. The children of Israel and Judah, who dwelt in the cities of Judah, they too um, brought the tithe of the animals, both cattle and goats and sheep, as well as the tithe of the holy things which are sanctified to the Lord, their God. They brought them and be, they began to pile up in piles and piles. The phrase, Ma'asar Kodashim HaMakodashim LaShem is quite difficult, but clearly the verse concludes mention of the bringing of a tithe of animals, that animal tithe is intended to support the Mikdash and those who serve in it. Pasuk 7, zain Ba'chodesh HaShlishi Hechelu HaArimot LiYisod they began to pile up the piles in the third month. That would be the month of Sivan, when the harvest begins. They conclude in the seventh month, the month of Tishrei, when the harvest ends. When Chizkiyahu and his officers came and saw the piles, they blessed the Lord and his God and, and, and his people Israel. So Chizkiyahu sees the piles, the people have piled up all these donations for the Mikdash, he blesses the Lord, and then he asks the Kohanim, well, what is the result of all these piles? Pasuk Yud, V'yomer Elav Azayahu Hakohen Harosh Levet Tzadok. Azayahu, the chief priest of the house of Tzadok, the phrase Hakohen Harosh is typical of Bayecheni literature, Second Temple literature, instead of saying the Kohen Gadol, we find the words Hakohen Harosh. So Azayahu, the high priest, belonging to the family of Tzadok, said as follows, From the time that the Truma began to be brought to the house of the Lord, there was eating, being full, and leaving over till great, greatly, for the Lord has blessed his people And there is leftover for all this great great, uh, multitude. There's a clear implication here that bringing truma allows the people to enjoy a more bountiful harvest. No one loses by bringing truma. God pays the people back for what they do. And by bringing the truma, there is a great amount of harvest and there is even leftovers for God has blessed this people. Two points which bear consideration here. One, the concept that bringing trumah allows for a more bountiful harvest is a central theme in the book of Haggai, one of the prophets of the period of Second Temple who calls upon the Jews to bring trumah in order that they have um, sufficient harvest and sufficient food. Second of all, the phrase um, that ki Hashem et amo, ki Hashem be'rach that God has blessed His people is very interesting because in verse 8, we see Chizkiyahu blesses God and the people, and then sort of the awakening from below, the actions of Chizkiyahu cause an awakening from above, cause God to bless the people. Chizkiyahu then, in the subsequent psukim, establishes chambers in the Beit HaMikdash to store all of the piles that have been brought, the donations by the people, in other words, to institute this as a regular yearly action, not as a one-shot deal, but as a regular yearly action, he then establishes the genealogies of the Kohanim. He establishes the Yichus of the Kohanim. Birvota, as we say Birvota Tova Rabu Ochleha in Kohelet, when there is much Birvata Tova Rabu ochleha, when there is much goodness there are many who want to eat it, therefore has to establish genealogies, those who, determine those who are qualified to eat shuma. And that is the purpose of establishing the Yichus. And having done that um, he, the chapter concludes. So this chapter is really about the establishment of procedures for ordering the temple and for ensuring its long-term survival. Without procedures, one-shot deals wither on the vine. The purpose of this chapter is to ensure the ongoing and continuous support of the people for the Mikdash. Verse Kaf, Pasuk 20, Vayas kazot Vayas hatov vayashar v'haemet lifnei Hashem elokav. Chizkiah did this, this and all throughout all of Judah, and he did that which was good, which was correct, and which was true before the Lord his God. Right, this this unusual statement is um, found at the end. Usually at the beginning we have the evaluation. Here it's repeated at the end, with the addition of the word v'haemet, and that phrase is taken over from. Um, um, from Melachim, from the next chapter where we have the statement that after these things and this matter of truth the truth here has to be understood the, the, the idea that truth is something lasting Chizkiyahu here establishes something that will last for the long term in terms of building the Mikdash In all the matter that he began in the work of the house of of God and in Torah and in commandments to seek out towards his God with all his heart, he did and he succeeded. And here this this is credited with beginning the work of the house of God. The implication is that work must continue. It's who establishes the procedures and those procedures are continued. And that is the meaning, I think, here of the idea of emet, whose truth is establishing something that is lasting, the lasting orders for the Beit HaMikdash.